Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we're going to explore YouTube clips, YouTube shorts, and new data on YouTube's users, and a lot more with Diana Gladney. If you want to understand how to benefit from all these YouTube changes, then you're going to want to stick around. We believe that with smart marketing, you can compete with the largest players in your industry. I'm Michael Stelzner. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. If you want to go deeper, be sure to check out the Social Media Marketing Society, where you'll get instant access to 140 in-depth marketing workshops, live monthly training, and support from a welcoming community of marketers just like us. Visit socialmediasociety.info. And now for today's awesome guest, Diana Gladney is a YouTube expert and consultant. Her YouTube channel is designed to help entrepreneurs simplify the video creative process. And she's also host of the Video Simplified podcast. Welcome back to the show, Diana. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be back. Well, we've got a lot to talk about today with YouTube. Let's start with some of the brand new statistics from YouTube from the earnings call. What exactly did they tell us? Well, YouTube decided uh, that when they released the stats that they were going to share that the parent company for YouTube actually had a bang out year. They let us know that more than 100 million people stream YouTube from their television sets, which I think is significant, especially when you consider how mobile friendly everything is. And it kind of has to be. People are transitioning probably just from the regular cable bills and everything to a streaming platform and more specifically YouTube. They also let us know more 18 to 49 year olds um, are online now and on YouTube and it's reaching them more uh, compared to any and all linear TV networks combined. And so, again, more people cutting the cables there and YouTube ads brought in six point eight nine billion in the fourth quarter, which is a 46 percent jump from the same period the year before. And I think these are, are super significant because these are decision makers. These are uh, the people that are running companies. And then you also look at between that 35 to 45 age range that, you know, 74% of adults in that age range are on YouTube specifically using that. So I think we have the decision makers coming online and on YouTube and the stats show that as well. So first of all, hundred million people watching YouTube from their televisions, I think that's an important statistic because I know in my house, my kids seem to watch YouTube everywhere, but the important stuff they like to put up on the big TV, right? Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about watching YouTube on TV is sometimes you don't even log in with your user ID. You're just kind of logged in as a guest, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I think, uh, plus in my household, we have YouTube TV, which is different than YouTube regular. Right. But it is interesting that now you know, I guess traditional television cable is really what we're talking about here, right? And satellite mm -hmm. TV, this is reaching pretty much 
adults, you know, most adults. And that's really kind of crazy to think that YouTube is bigger than all of those things combined. What kind of opportunities do you think it, it means for those of us that are marketers or those of us that are entrepreneurs downstream? I think uh, one of the important things to consider is that because a lot of people are streaming their content and their, what's that, their entertainment or their education, or it could be both, and they're watching that on the big screen at home, that we also have to consider that is either means one or two things and we have to wait for the data to show us which is which. Either the YouTube ads that we put out for our companies are going to start to come to them more or if they sign up for something like YouTube Premium so that they can skip ads, that means you now need to embed, which I always think is a good idea, some of what you're doing, what you have coming um, in your video content so that they always know and are aware of what's going on. But I think it just means uh, YouTube being attention focused that you now have a priority over what's going to get their attention. And the fact that so many more people are online and from home watching it, you're going to reach a broader audience. And I think that's huge. And for the marketers that are listening, the YouTube TV is really a competitive threat to a lot of traditional cable companies. And the truth of the matter is that anyone can create a video ad and deliver it to the YouTube TV viewers. Cause I've been watching plenty of on-demand playback where I just see the little music and the little screen cause they didn't have an ad to show me. Yep. But the truth of the matter is there's opportunity there. And I would imagine on YouTube as well, you know, there's just, there's a lot of money to be made too on YouTube. I think that there's a lot of creators that are starting to make some really significant money as well, just turning ads on on YouTube. So big mm -hmm. frontier, and YouTube is definitely not going to be shrinking anytime soon because I just think it's such an easy platform. 100%. They've got a lot of cool new features that uh, we're going to talk about now. The first one is YouTube Clips. So first of all, tell everybody what the heck a YouTube Clip is, and then maybe we can talk about how we might be able to use them. So YouTube Clips is a new feature that is rolling out that they're supposed to be launching it this May 2021, um, but they discussed it earlier in January of this year where you can go to a video, not just a live stream. Sometimes people think about clipping parts of a live stream that kind of comes from the Twitch and live streaming segment, but you can go to a regular recorded video, put a beginning marker and an end marker anywhere from about, you know, six to 15 seconds at the shorter end or all the way up to 60 seconds. And when you share that link, you can now send somebody specifically that segment of the video for them to watch. And it will just keep looping between the two or they can, it's really, really neat. It gives them the option to watch the full video. Now with the way YouTube is designed attention focused, usually you have the related videos and hey, watch this next. When you, when you send somebody a clip, it blocks and makes everything around it darker. So you only see the video and either you're done watching and you want to share or you want to watch the full thing and you'd have to specifically click out of that to kind of get out of that uh, mode. But it's really, really neat. So a YouTube clip is not like when we usually think of cop cut and paste, it's not like we're cutting something out of it. We're just zooming in on a section of it and we're sharing that presumably on other social platforms. Can we watch it? Like, I don't know, you might not know all the answers to these questions, but can we embed a clip? Do you know, can we share a clip on other platforms? So you can share it. The same type of share feature when you are regularly sharing a YouTube video. Usually you have the embed feature, which if you're putting that on your blog or your website, you're used to getting that HTML coding. 
or you're used to just sending somebody a link to the video. Those options are still available and something that they haven't talked about. And I even tried as early as today to see if this, if, if this has changed, but they offered the embed link, but it still shows the whole video. I think something that they probably would be looking into, which would even be better for vlogs and your online social media content is to only show that clip portion and then maybe continue watching the video or something or start from the beginning maybe. But it's not working currently, but I think that's going to change. But when you share the link, uh, it will just specifically go and open up to that video, but only that specific timestamp part, part. Now, in the past, you could just add a piece of code to the end of a video to have a video start at a specific timestamp. This is a little more sophisticated than that because it has an end time. Is that correct? Oh, yes. And it loops. Oh, and it loops. Okay. So could you see sharing clips on the community tab as kind of like a way to get more people to watch your videos? hundred percent. And the fact that they make it so that it's not something you can go and download, because I'm sure a lot of people may be curious. Can I download clips from other people's videos? Can I download clips from my videos? The, the purpose of this is to keep this all in YouTube. So a feature like sharing it on your community tab or maybe to your stories. I think we can look forward to being able to have that maybe even play in the community tab. Not available currently, but even just to say, hey, click here and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. One, if you add channel chapters, which is another feature that's available and you are specifically clipping more segments, I think you're looking at coming up in search more for specific areas and regions, having more people share your content. And the fact that you can put that on your community tab and stuff like that, I think this is going to be super, super helpful just for distribution of content. Do you know how long a clip can be? Up to 60 seconds. Do you think it's designed to be kind of like a preview of a longer video? Is it, or what's the intent like, what are the possible applications other than just sharing it in the community tab? I think you're looking at stuff like Q and A. So if you do any kind of education content or showcasing a product or service that your company has, you may get certain questions. And even if you do like a frequently asked questions video, or here's a tutorial on how to do X, you can now go and say from this timestamp to this timestamp, send them the clip they get their instant answer in 60 seconds or less. And I think that 60 seconds or less is significant, especially with short form content, not just on YouTube, but across platforms, but specifically YouTube's attention to short form content uh, is gonna be something that we can really look forward to. Again, embedding features on your blog or your website. And honestly, because you may be having a certain amount of links that you send off to an assistant or something, those are very easy to go through with your team and say, hey, pull this from the video because you'll have the full recorded version and turn that into micro content on like Instagram or LinkedIn. Can you only do clips on your own videos or can you do clips on somebody else's videos? Do you know? I love the fact you can do it on anybody's video. Oh, fascinating. Okay. Well, and if you can embed clips and that eventually works, I could see having a resource page from a longer live video, for example, right? Like, let's say you do a live video and there's some really good stuff in there and you want those clips. In the past, you would have had to download the entire video and have somebody in post-production, right? Like this is what mm -hmm. Digital Buddha is saying. This could be a huge post-production time savings, right? Because you can find mm -hmm. those little clips. Okay, so we have a question here and I don't know, oop, I don't know if you have the answer to it, but um, Piva TV is saying, do you think analytics are gonna work with clips or, you know, have you heard anything about that? I haven't heard any details on that specifically, but my imaginations with the, the trend that YouTube is on with being able to give you more 
educated data around how your videos are performing, not just views and likes, but audience retention, which is what YouTube really cares about. If you look into your analytics for any specific video, they'll tell you those continuous segments where people kept watching things where they dipped and they left or spikes where they're replaying or watching that uh, back and forth. And so I think when you have clips that stand out similar to how chapters is kind of playing into this, I don't think you'll get dedicated uh, data on it, but I think you will see overall in that video data. If you keep seeing a spike at a specific part of your video, a lot of people are watching this or that clip that maybe you shared on your blog or something like that, or a link to it. So people can get that answer. If you're noticing that people are really going to that one specific part, I think you can open up a lot of possibilities with should you create a new playlist of content or cover a new topic to experiment because that could be a trigger to show that your audience is really interested in something new. So Clips is formally rolling out when exactly? May? Is that what you said? It's supposed You're seeing the examples roll out now. Like you can go to the YouTube uh, community blog and test it out. Uh, but this should be coming out within the next, usually takes them about the next 60 days. So yeah, somewhere about May is coming out for this year. Okay. Uh, let's now move from clips to shorts. Um, what's the late, first of all, just for people that don't know what YouTube shorts are, kind of explain what that is. And then what's the latest updates on YouTube shorts. So YouTube shorts is new vertical video content for a long time now, at least the last couple of years, you could upload a vertical video, but it just wasn't a social norm or social behavior. Now shorts is where if you upload a video to your channel, the same way you normally would upload a regular video, and it's in a vertical format, which the official parameters would be 1080p by 1920. Then that way it goes into a tall frame like your phone. If it's 60 seconds or less, and you do have to count the zero, not just from one to 60. So make sure it's like 59 seconds, essentially. Put hashtag shorts in addition to whatever the title is. And you now have the opportunity to show up specifically designated as shorts, uh, short form content or YouTube shorts and come up on the short self potentially. Shorts is really just like TikTok. I mean, right. I mean, it's designed to be, like you said, short form, entertaining, vertical video. Mm -hmm. Is there anything new specifically that what's the latest news? Is it officially out for everyone or where are we at with all that? What I've seen so far in the U.S., well, as far as YouTube shorts, they're introducing new monetization uh, ways to go about getting this where you can purchase applause and you can purchase, you know, similar like you have super chats and super stickers. So I think they're really trying to touch into that Twitch uh, type purchasing pattern as well as like um, on TikTok and stuff like that and bringing that to the table. Uh, in addition to some other things that I just saw update on YouTube as well, it used to just be the timestamp in the bottom right of it. Now it's specifically designated as shorts. You don't see what the time is. So even if it's less than 60 seconds, you don't see it. So it's just getting you in that pattern of consuming it. But also, I think they're beginning to train your audience on how to support you through that short form content monetarily. Now, I know you've been doing a lot with reels. Have you decided to try to take some of your reels and try them out on shorts yet? Or have you tried shorts or where are you at with it? So because I think it's important to create content specifically for the platform, I've been taking a slightly different approach. I still do want to create interesting and funny type real like videos, but I also want to create follow up videos. So I just uploaded a short today to my channel that answers a question that came in that was backed off of a video. So at the end of the video, I can actually link to it because you can still do an end card. Um, but I am experimenting with it um, and just kind of diving in more, but not quite in the same way where it's just a bunch of entertainment, but even just like updates, things that are changed or whatever. It's a great way to get out right now information. 
And it just is normal to watch on your phone and it just kind of feels good to consume. So, so you're just now doing your first shorts. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah. In the last, probably last 30 days. And did it get accepted into the short shelf? Do you know? I didn't personally see it. I just saw a friend that's been doing his content consistently for the last 30 days. He actually showed up last night in the short self. So I would imagine that if you're doing it on a regular basis, then you will start to come up. Uh, Mimi is asking, uh, she has TikTok related content. Do you recommend reposting some of the same stuff over to shorts? What's your thoughts on that? Yes. And here's my thoughts with this. Again, it's not confirmed. It's my suspicion with being in this space. If you're going to pull your TikTok, your Instagram reels or wherever it's coming from, from another platform, don't download it from the platform. Have that original base. So pro tip would be keep it in a Google Drive or Dropbox or whatever you prefer as your uh, cloud storage system. So you have that raw video with no watermarks because Instagram recently updated where you have that reels logo on the bottom of your video, even though it's yours, it's still quote unquote Instagrams once you post it. I think YouTube is, is going to institute something where they also see that YouTube shorts kind of logo at the bottom. So if you're pulling from TikTok, don't have that TikTok watermark on there because Instagram just changed it. So it's like, hey, we're not promoting this. They want to promote original content. So the piece is originally yours. Just don't download it direct from TikTok. Make sure you get that raw version and upload it there. I think that'll be the best way to approach that. And be careful about copyrighted music too, right? Because YouTube will ding you on that, right? Yes, 100%. Because we haven't seen this on some of these other platforms with uh, short form content has been very loose. And I think we're probably going to come to a head with that very soon. So if it's a, a suggested music piece, go the YouTube route to see what they suggest for shared music and things like that. Don't go based off another social social norm someplace else. Uh, Inky Danny is asking, um, she said uh, she's uploaded uh, previously a vertical video to the platform. You think she should just put shorts in the title and could it show up on the shelf? I'm going to go ahead and partly answer this because Inky, I actually interviewed Daryl Eves yesterday was uh, my social media marketing podcast dropped. And he told me that there are people that have vertical videos that are years old that are just going automatically getting picked up with shorts without having done anything at all. So I think that there's a good chance that you might not have to do anything. Diana, have you heard anything different? No, I haven't heard anything different, but I just think it's, it's probably going to begin to be good best practices just to add the shorts so that it knows even if you have a shorts playlist, um, go that route as well. But the fact that it vertical video is very different than what traditionally has been the norm on YouTube, it kind of just fits because it's uploaded in a vertical format. So uh, I think that's also why it's getting picked up as well as just YouTube is smart. Their uh, algorithm systems are very smart and intelligent. So I think it's good to just go ahead and add it so it knows just in case. But yeah, if you got older content, go for it. It's not it's not any loss to sharing that content and being able to expose that in a new way. Yeah. And for the record, when you upload a short, there's no way to tell YouTube right now that it's a short. They just, it's just a vertical video. So I'm sure eventually you'll be able to classify it unless that's changed, Diana. That's my yeah. understanding, right? Is that correct? Right. So like in India and, and another country that had to deal with TikTok bans and stuff, which is what really pushed YouTube to do this. We will see where you can upload that specifically and it kind of be its own lane. But right now it's just a normal way to upload it to YouTube. That's the same way to do it for shorts. Uh, Carla's asking whether you have to have more than a thousand subs to be able to do this. Do you have any thoughts? Do you know one way or the other, whether or not you, you could be able to classify or qualify for shorts? No, it's uh, and I think it's getting some confusion with the vertical video formats on YouTube. So that's a great question. 
you don't. Anybody can do this, uh, even if you're under a, a thousand subscribers, because it's a vertical video format. It's just like reels. You don't need anything special to do reels on Instagram. So as long as you do that hashtag shorts, you're fine. It's more so like with stories. That's something that opens up currently at like 10,000 subscribers. So this is not one of those things. Awesome. All right. Well, we've covered clips and we've covered shorts. Uh, what other news is coming out from YouTube? Because I know there's a bunch of other stuff we've got here. 100%. So yeah, one of the interesting things that I've seen is that if you're a part of the YouTube partner program, then when you log into the YouTube studio beta, which is where you would go to upload videos and whatnot, you'll see that in the top right, there is a button that is chat support. How do you know you're part of the YouTube partner program? Just in case some people don't know. Yeah. So you have to have a thousand subscribers and 4,000 hours of watch time. Okay. So even if you get to a thousand subscribers quickly, you still have to make sure you have 4,000 hours of watch time. Okay, cool. Keep going. You said there's something new there. What is it? Yeah. So if you're a part, once you get locked in, get approved for the partner program, you'll notice when you go into the YouTube studio beta in the background, in the top right, usually where that would say like support or, you know, YouTube help and send you off to the forums or the blog. This now is a real time chat window where you can speak with somebody from YouTube. Now, I don't know about anybody else's experience, but YouTube has been very hard to get in touch with at different times. Uh, but it was super seamless. And I've tested this out uh, when it first came out because I needed help with something. And I had a question within a minute that chat bubble was up. I was able to ask my questions, send them a link or, or picture to whatever I needed and issue resolved. I moved on about my day. So it's a brilliant feature. I love it a lot. So it's not a bot. It's actually you can get in chat with a, with a real human. A real human. The first time. That's a that, that's kind of a big deal, right? I mean, because. Yeah. Like in the past, I would imagine, I know on Facebook, it's impossible to talk to a real human. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Yep. And I like that you don't have to fight. Usually like with most companies and softwares, you have to fight through that. Hey, my name is the YouTube bot. Would you like, and it's like, there's no such thing. <laughs> it's just like a human period. That's very cool. All right. The last big news item is got to do with analytics. Tell us what it is. So YouTube now has, when you go into the YouTube studio, uh, area, you will now see in the top right section of there a little drop down box that you click on and it will say comparison tools. And this is really interesting because whether you are a data geek or not, this is going to help you be able to identify your video's performance and really compare, you know, what lane or type of content that you've been producing and compare it to others. And they've also introduced some really interesting parameters to help you with that. So also like we are used to YouTube giving us analytical data and present day, they're doing a fantastic job with making it in plain English. So this comparison tool gives you like graphs where you'll see it can be a line graph. I personally prefer bar graphs because it's just a little bit easier visually to understand what you're looking at, but you can compare one type of video to another or videos that perform within a certain time frame more than others, you know, and what the stats and the data was. So I think that's important, like check views and just, I know personally, Pulling and tracking your, your analytical data, seeing what's working and what's not based on what your community's response and digestion to that content is, it takes time to do. A tool like this, this comparison tool is going to save a ton of time. So let me tell everybody how you can get to it. If you go into your YouTube analytics, you have to click on that advanced mode at the upper right-hand corner on whatever particular thing you're looking at. And when you actually do, you'll see this little thing that says compare to. And there's three suggested comparisons, period over period, year over year, or the first 24 hours video performance. 
Now, I think the first 24 hours video performance personally for me is a very fascinating thing to analyze because you can take a one of your top performing videos and you can go back and compare it against one that you think is taking off and you can see oh, this one's actually doing better than my best performing video, right? And mm -hmm. in the that wasn't easy for us to calculate in the past, right? I mean, we could do mm -hmm. it, but we'd have to have multiple screens up. And you can also, if you go into any particular video, you can bring and put it head to head right up against another video. And then you can look at traffic source. You can look at geographical location. You, you can look at views and subscribers and all that stuff in a cool mm -hmm. little comparison chart. And this is what I love about YouTube analytics is, it seems like they're really putting a lot of time into making it so that, you know, data geeks like me and mm -hmm. I think like you can kind of like dig in there and do some stuff that's much easier than, than has been in the past. Would you agree? hundred percent. I mean, you have to consider like we're, we're, yeah, we're entrepreneurs first and content creators second, but that blend of becoming a content creating entrepreneur is kind of solidified now. And it, it makes sense for YouTube to make it very easy for us to know what's working and what's not for our audience and what we should do more of by giving us these plain English explanations and knowing what things should we change? Should we make a better thumbnail? Should we, you know, do, should we stay on this lane of content? So if you're producing different types of content for your company, maybe one's about your services and you're showcasing new features and things like that. And then the other one may be for the application of your target market or target target audience. And knowing like, well, they really like when you just show them it in use, then you can lean more on that and not spin your wheels because YouTube cares about attention. They care about retaining people. So the better they help us make that transition to making more of that kind of content. So win-win for everybody. Diana, tell everybody uh, where they can discover more about you if they want to go deep down the YouTube trail with you and all the great stuff you're doing. Uh, they can go to dianagladney.com. And, and because we're talking about YouTube, you can always find me on YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash Diana Gladney. By the way, folks, don't forget to check out the Social Media Marketing Society by visiting socialmediasociety.info. And also, if you want to add another podcast to your listening lineup, and by the way, for those that are watching live, this is turned into a podcast, uh, you can subscribe to my other show called the Social Media Marketing Podcast. Until next time, may you make wise marketing decisions. Thanks for joining us, Diana. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.